1: Season three, episode five. Good afternoon. My name is Nick Russo. It is technically afternoon. I'm going in y'all. I'm going to start doing more podcast. I talk to the West Wing, which is the group of cubicle friends I have where I sit every day at work. And um, they're always so inspirational. I don't know if they realize it or not, because uh, I got them all by almost 20 years. And um, I certainly always still feel youthful exuberance. In um, at least three to five days a week. Two of the days, not so much, but a big shout out to the West Wing because I asked them about some of their podcasting habits and how they listen to podcasts, and they're very honest. And and I think that their uh, genuine honesty always goes really, really far with me because then I know how to talk to you. Like, for instance, I thought I I just couldn't believe that certain people sit and talk in rooms by themselves over and over again for long periods of time, and then other people go and listen in podcast form. I guess I don't know what I really thought they were doing, but I, maybe what it is, is I just didn't give myself enough credit in that respect that you would sit and listen to just me talk, which is why I always started with Aaron Austin. Then we had Tori Espervo and then I kind of launched into season three by myself, and I'm becoming more comfortable. Like, I put on headphones, so now I can actually hear myself when I talk, and it's not that I become a different person. I don't think that's it at all. I think that a performative aspect of my personality gets exhibited when on stage or in front of a microphone or when delivering information. I think that's really the key which I love to do. I always love to talk anyway, so might as well just embrace this side of me. It's the gift of gab, if you will. I believe God gave me that gift, and I try to use it for good, not use it for bad, and I think one of the good ways I can do it is entertain people, especially folks who I know or feel like they know me. We've created this sort of friendship relationship uh, from the radio or from social media to this podcast, and you see enough of my life on social media that you feel like you know me, and I kind of feel like you know me too, even though we know very little about each other in the reality grand scheme of things. But neither here nor there, I I really am feeling more comfortable than ever doing these podcasts. So I'm going to launch three episodes. Hopefully today is the goal. So this first episode is going to be about the Rodeo Houston genre lineup. It's the reveal that they had a couple of days ago. They told us all the different days. There's 11 and a half country shows. I'll tell you why I said 11 and a half and not 11 or 12. And then I'm going to post the interview uh, that I did today, or excuse me, I did last week with Zach Topp. He's a brand new country singer. He had a lot of success in the bluegrass world, has recently got signed to a record deal with Leo 33, which is a brand new record label out of Nashville. He's the first artist to get signed. And I listened to some of his music and I knew there was something there. And we sent Reese, who is one of our new West Wing um, employees. He's one of the new AEs that got hired here at Odyssey Houston. He sits in the West Wing and he went to the show and he came back and he was like, man, Zach Top is the real deal. So I didn't get to see Zach until last week. And let me tell you, Reese was right. Zach Top is the real deal. He's a really outstanding vocalist, singer-songwriter. He's got incredible charisma. He's really intelligent, and he doesn't take himself too seriously. He really hit all the marks on what you look for with a great country singer. So uh, stick around for that interview, because I'm going to post that at the tail end of this episode. But let's talk about the Rodeo Houston genre lineup. So last week, they announced all 19 days. Going to do the math again. That's 7, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, Okay, no, 20 days, 20 days of Rodeo 19 days on the calendar. Is that right? Either way, this is always weird to me. I'm going to quit trying to figure that out. I'm just going to tell you. The first opening night is country. Second night is country. Third night is Christian. Fourth night, hip-hop and rap. Fifth night, country. Sixth night, Latin. Seventh country. Eighth country. Ninth country. Tenth country. Eleventh EDM. Twelfth country. Thirteenth Norteno, Fourteenth country, rock. Fifteenth, rap. Sixteenth, rock. Country is the seventeenth. Eighteenth is pop. The nineteen and twenty both country shows. So, Those aren't the dates. Those are literally the number of days of rodeo. So there are 20 days and 11 and a half country shows because one is country rock. So that one kind of caught everybody's attention because there's always one thing or two things about the lineup that makes everybody talk the most. And country rock was one of them. People are really, really wondering if it's going to be jelly roll. Now, after looking through the comment section, it seemed like Jelly Roll and Hardy were the two guesses that came out the most for that day. So I'm going to split it up. Since it's country rock, I'm going to go ahead and put two guesses on that one. I'm going to guess Jelly Roll and I'm going to guess Hardy for Monday, March 11th. Now, opening night is always an interesting night because who's going to do it? Like who who can draw the biggest crowd for opening night? Like those dreamers would say Morgan Wallen or Zach Bryan or Luke Combs. But I don't think that it's going to be either of them. I'm thinking maybe Turnpike Troubadours. I know that sounds crazy, but it just kind of came to me. They had such a great turnout last year. They've been successful. They're a Texas country-esque band. I believe they're actually from Oklahoma. Someone look that up for me. But uh, here, I guess I could look it up right now. So, yeah, Turnpike Troubadours from Oklahoma, but they're beloved in Texas. So, I I think that I could see them being opening night of Rodeo Houston. That's guess one, Turnpike Troubadours. Then night two, I'm going to go with Jason Aldean. I just think that he's got a, a strong, strong presence at the rodeo. He's been there the last couple of years. I think he really enjoys it. And he was here in the summer or the fall or whatever. So this would free him up from having to do another Houston date. So I'm going to go with uh, – jason aldean is the second one then christian artist I, I i go through the comments section on a lot of these just to see what who people are guessing lauren daigle seems to be the popular one she was here last year she loved it she had the greatest time ever so i could see her coming back again and then hip-hop and rap that's got to be bun b's southern takeover again and i'm i mean there, that could be any array of artists i'm I, i'm hoping lil wayne comes lil wayne has been touring he's been doing small venues but that would be sick lil wayne Man, I mean that would that would be something special. Lil Wayne would certainly it would be completely sold out to the walls. To the walls. Y'all, let's manifest that. Lil Wayne, man. Well, I mean, it's already decided, so there's no manifesting now. Uh country on the first Saturday. I'm gonna say that's Dirks Bentley. I think Dirks Bentley or Brad Paisley, one of those guys. Because actually I think Luke Bryan might close it down again. I feel like he could be the final Saturday or the final Sunday, plus Brad Paisley and Dirks Bentley well actually no Dirks Bentley cannot be on it because Dirks Bentley is playing biggest as Texas Fest with Thomas Rett so both of them are off so Midland is also on that lineup so I can't see them being there as well so we go back to Cole Swindell is someone that I really think might end up on the rodeo lineup I believe he played the San Antonio rodeo lineup maybe Laney Wilson I it's not out of the question y'all that Laney Wilson could be playing on March the 7th because here's the deal on March the 8th She's in Oklahoma. she's at Windstar Casino on the Dallas Texas border. so I, I could see where Laney Wilson is on March 7th and goes up to Oklahoma so then that's because there's four shows there in the week so I think Chris Stapleton is the March 14th. he's the Thursday of spring break. I believe that's gonna be Chris Stapleton because that's the biggest night and I think he's gonna come again because he always sells it out so and he make he sells out to he sells out the Woodlands anyway even after doing rodeo so that would make sense. So I don't think, again, I don't think Luke Combs is coming because Luke Combs has back-to-back shows at NRG on his
0: own. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and are... even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here
1: own in the fall of next year so that's not going to happen so we already said cole swindell ashley mcbride she could be back i could see her coming back on a tuesday or a wednesday night because she had a great performance she fits right in and then maybe megan uh, i I don't think megan maroney is going to play it because she just did a sold out show but she might she might she could do it and someone I mean, it, it, there wouldn't be cra- – I mean, I could see her doing March 4th. Oh, no, she can't do it because she's doing the show with John Party. Oh, maybe John Party can't be there either. They're doing the January show. Man, this, see, this is why doing a live podcast like this is what it is because there's no one to talk back and forth with. But you're just hearing my free-for-all thought here, which I don't ever really get to share. Like I might have this conversation with a coworker here or there, but very rarely can I really exercise all of my guesses. And part of that is because I'm nervous that if I got it right, people would think that I was – like misleading or something because I'm so close to rodeo that, and and then the Bowmans are just, I just love the Bowman family. And, um, you know, Dr. Bowman, the president and his wife and I have incredible conversations. Every time we get to talk and we get to talk about country music and shows. And so I'm always nervous about spoiling it or feeling like I, I, I sort of put it through a different prism but the truth is rodeo Houston is such a incredibly massive monumental piece of our community that there is no overshadowing it. There's no way to really cast a negative light on unless you're just awful about it. But, you know, I I promise to never do that because I'm just not that kind of person, I guess. And there's nothing to really be upset about. Like I actually find it comical and annoying. All the people that constantly complain about the lineup because it does no good. Just don't come, just stay home. You don't have to go to rodeo. It's okay. Everybody else is excited about it. You don't have to crap on things just because people are excited about it. And the lineup always does the trick. Also big shout out to, to Lisa Gagnon because she was one of the pioneers of a new way of thinking about the lineup and, and and actually looking at the audience for what we really are as the audience. Because some of us, like myself and many people who might be listening to this who are volunteers, we're there all the time. Like, yes, we're working, but we're also voluntarily going on our free time because we love it so much like we actually love being there. There's something about being a part of the organization that is fulfilling. And beyond the fact that my job is part of it, like knowing all the the as many committee members as I can know and seeing the familiar faces and the security guards and even like the the people who work and put on Rodeo Houston, like that's so much fun to be a part of and 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 so that's why I embrace it. So there are a lot of us, but the average person isn't like that. The average person probably goes once a year. Maybe Maybe some people probably go once every couple of years. And tickets are easy to get, but they're actually not that easy to get like they were once. Because unless you know somebody... Or you're willing to go through the entire app process, or you're going to just take a take a chance. You're going to drive on down there and and pay to get into the carnival and take the kids to the carnival, get some food and stuff, and kind of feel the rodeo. But you don't actually go into NRG. There's lots of different ways that the Rodeo Houston audience gets sliced and diced, and 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 we are an incredibly diverse city, so it makes sense. So again, that's a long-winded way of saying shout out to uh, Lisa Gagnon from Rodeo Houston because she's just she she really did help lead and steer Rodeo to where they are today. And uh, so I think that's about the whole line. I would guess on Norteño, but I can't really guess on it because I, I'm just not familiar with any of the names like there's a Los Tucanas something or other I feel like they might be there but I this you know maybe by chance Rodeo Houston listens to this and and will just let me say that if they if they put on a multi Tejano night like multi artist sort of the way we do on the you know the southern rap takeover with bun b if you did a go tejano day takeover and picked tejano artists from from the texas area you know no disrespect to norteño and the music that comes out of mexico but tejano you know was sort of defined to an audience as texas country in spanish and so you you know you have an entire you know culture of people who have grown up on the sounds of tejano and if you brought in the right number of people in the, in the right acts, you would have 70,000 people there show up. I believe that the the delay has certainly been long enough that that if they could put together you know, a group of three to five Tejano acts, true Tejano acts, and I say that with respect because it's not to take away from – I mean, I guess Grupo Frontera is from Texas, so maybe it's Grupo Frontera. That would be sick because that is like Tejano-Norteño blend. That's the closest to the blend – and closest to the traditional sound of Tejano that you're going to find is the music that at least in my limited experience, I'm sure there are others. And so please, you know, I, this is country, not country, right? I'm, I'm not an expert in Tejano or Spanish music by any stretch, but I have been here my whole life and I have been around it my whole life. So I do think, I do know that Tejano works when, when it's, when it's done properly. And I, I really think that a go Tejano day, that's a true Tejano artist Versus a Nootkaño artist would go a really long way, and then you know, respectfully, lovingly, I, I would say, you know, if, if we're not going to uh, you know consider Tejano acts, then it should be Hispanic Heritage Day, honestly, because there there really is a uh, you know it, it's a delicate conversation because you know from the outside in, you don't understand from the outside or from the inside out you can't quite explain what you know tejano means to an entire generation of people like there's some people that that's what they claim and it's because their families have been here for 13 14 15 generations and they were they were the cowboys 15 generations ago they were the ones you know you know, ranching and farming and, and raising cattle and doing all those things. And they spoke Spanish and English. They spoke both so that they could work with the Europeans and they could work with the Mexicans. And, and, you know, and I guess it's near and dear to my heart because my hometown of Goliad is kind of right in the thick of it, right along the San Antonio river where that original border existed. So that that's all I gotta say about that when it comes to the Rodeo Houston genre lineup. I, I, I think I, I've cleared it off, so I think either Jelly Roll or Hardy for Country Rock, and then I think Dirks Bentley, not Dirk's Bentley, excuse me. I think Brad Paisley, Cole Swindell, Chris Stapleton, Laney Wilson, Megan Moroney, Ashley McBride. Who else is there? Chris Young. I didn't say Chris Young earlier. Turnpike Troubadours, John Party. That's nine. There's two more missing. Who would be the older one? Would it be Brooks and Dunn or something like that? Maybe Brooks and Dunn. Ten, and who would be the eleventh? I wonder. Who would be the eleventh? It's not Cody Johnson. It's not Parker McCollum. I'm just guessing. But they've been there too many days and too many years in a row. I can't. They got to take a break or else they're going to burn themselves out. So you get those guys out. Maybe you know in Randy Rogers band. I don't see them booking them for that. So then you start maybe Riley Green. No, Riley Green's got a show at 713 Music Hall in February, so it couldn't be him. Man, I'm drawing blanks on who the 11th star could be. I'm guessing maybe another Texas act, Co-Wetzel. Would they call him rock, though? See, to me, he's rock. He was my first thought of country rock, by the way. So we'll have to find out. January 11th, 2024, we get the full lineup for the Rodeo Houston 2024 um, I'm excited about it. You know you can't rodeo without the bull. I plan to be there every day just as I have in the past. We will have a new location, though. I don't know if, I don't know if I'm supposed to say that or not, but that's the plan. We are going to be moved to a new location, TBD. So if, if that happens, I'll, I will uh, be sure to pass on all the confirmed and validated information. Till then, I enjoy you, or I'm very grateful that you listen to this entire podcast. That means the world to me. And I hope you enjoy this interview I did with Zach Top Again, he's originally from the uh, Northwest in Washington, grew up on a cattle ranch, and he has an incredible story, incredible personality, charisma, incredible music. He's a uh, you know, God-fearing country boy, and the music is spectacular. I hope you enjoy this interview. Uh, be sure to follow along. Uh, hit the follow button, like, subscribe, share this podcast with any of your friends if you enjoyed it. Thank you for taking the time to listen, and feel free to reach out to me on Instagram, the Bull Houston. here without further ado, in front of a live studio audience from the Odyssey Houston Live Lounge. This is an interview with Zach Topp. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Odyssey Live Lounge, Odyssey Houston with 100.3 The Bull. Good afternoon. My name is Nick Russo. We are recording this in front of a live studio audience. Audience, give me some woo-hoo. Come on. We're welcoming back to Houston, Texas, Zach Top. How you doing, Zach? Just marvelous. Thank you for having me. So I told you I was going to let you know what Google said. Yes. What does Google type, have to Google say? Google says you're from uh, eastern Washington and you grew up wanting to be the next George Strait. Yes, that was the, ever since
2: I was about three years old, I thought he looked pretty cool in a cowboy hat and holding a guitar, and so I figured, I took my first guitar lesson when I was five years old, and the teacher asked me what I wanted to learn to play, and I said Amarillo by morning for the first thing, and she said, well, that's a nice idea. Maybe we can start with Jesus Loves Me and work our way (laughs) up to that.
1: Well, you are deep in George Strait country, just so you know. I'm telling you. Yeah, the uh, you know the Astrodome, which we can see from here. Uh, that's where he oh, made yeah. his debut at Rodeo Houston in '80 or eighty-four, when yep. Eddie Rabbit couldn't make it, so they called him, and he was yeah. chasing his dog, and they literally had to go get him and I ask him. He's like, "Well, once I find my dog, I'll come over <laughs> there." So, awesome. uh, so you're on the right track, man. Um, I appreciate you know that. what? What was the uh, what was the allure of George Strait um, before learning the guitar, and what were those first um, times like hearing George Strait that you remember? Um, I mean, it was kind of that's what
2: my parents had playing growing up. That was what was always around around the house and uh it was kind of him and marty robbins actually was the other big one we my dad had one cassette tape in his old blue pickup when we'd ride up to feed cattle he had that old uh marty robbins gunfighters and trail ballads trail songs yeah gunfighter ballads and trail songs uh record in there and uh i guess he figured once they made a better cassette he'd put it in there but that was the only one i ever seen in that truck so we listened to a lot of that and then a lot of george Strait. and i don't know it just hooked me, man, as as long as I can remember. I just loved country music and the way you know the old grades made it well
1: you know after listening to a lot of the music you've released you certainly hold that traditional sound without a doubt and i think knowing that sound comes from being in a rural environment right and so eastern Mm -hmm. washington um you know for the non-geography majors here uh it's really close to idaho montana and there's a lot of countryside undiscovered land so oh yeah did you grow up in a country environment like that
2: oh yeah yeah i grew up on a farm and my dad raised black angus cattle and ran a sail barn out there and he still does uh still runs a sail barn out there and um but yeah we you know i before i i guess i wanted to be a cowboy for a minute i want to be a team roper or something before i realized i was no good at that and i could play and sing a little bit and so i stuck with the guitar and the singing and probably ended up with a few less broken bones i suppose um but yeah grew up very you know Quintessential country lifestyle, I suppose.
1: I imagine you had some really good steak dinners with the dad as a kid. Oh, Lord, yes, still <laughs> got some. He,
2: he always, whenever they get the chance to come out to Tennessee, they bring us, uh, bring us a bit of beef or so. So,
1: so I know you went on a, a tour. The last year's been in cra- incredibly crazy for you. have Been doing all the groundwork. You were at White Oak Music Hall here a few months ago. A yes, uh, big sir. shout to Reese. He's here. He was part of that show. Um, we sent come him on, to check Reese. you out. And uh, and. I guess you know getting signed by the label, kind of on your own tour, going through all this stuff. Have you had a second to kind of you know look at the whirlwind you're on, and what's that been like for you in the last year?
2: It's funny. I don't know that I have quite had a second. It's it's pretty wild because. It, it, you know, this year is finally the first year I've been, since April, just doing music full-time. Um, before that, I was doing a little contracting on the side. I'm a carpenter and stuff. And uh, so this year, though, has been the first time that it's just been really nothing but 100% being on the road playing music and... uh it's funny because that's what I've always wanted to do and what I feel like I'm meant to do. And it's just been going so fast. It's like you said, I kind of haven't had a second to to sit and realize that it's like, dang, man, whatever happens after this, it's kind of, I feel like, you know, I've made it in a sense that it's, I, I wouldn't rather be doing anything else. And so as long as i can keep this going i'll do it
1: yeah that's amazing because you know it's it's the old you know quote about doing something you love it's never feel like you're working a day in exactly. your life you know and and so congratulations to you for having that uh, sort of come into life Thank now you know yeah, you're very welcome now um, i felt like
2: i was working when i woke up at 4am to catch this <laughs> flight but other than that I, I have a lot of fun
1: and then you get the guitar and you're, do you fly with the guitar too oh yeah a little nervous with that
2: uh, I' spent a bunch of money on a case so that I wouldn't have to be quite as nervous <laughs> still a little but
1: so now uh, you know obviously it's you know we're really getting to know each other but one of the best ways to get to know an artist is through their music um, tell oh. me about your songwriting experience you know uh, collaborating have you collaborated with other songwriters or do you prefer to write by yourself?
2: No, I... Uh, honestly, it's funny. All growing up and stuff, I never put much effort into songwriting. I, I just had a bunch of songs I loved by other artists, and so I was just covering everything. And um, when I started, I guess back in 2018, I got hooked up with my producer, a guy named Carson Chamberlain, who's a big hit writer and hit producer um, on a lot of different guys. And he kind of... When we started talking, he brought it up to me that he's like, you ever... Write anything you know, I'd written probably a half a dozen songs, and maybe two of them that I'd let people hear, so um i I told him, yeah, I'd be interested in it. I ain't done much of it, um and so he was kind enough to kind of take me and show me the ropes, and since he'd had such a long great career in Nashville, was able to get me in the room with a lot of other great great writers, um so I feel like i I got to go straight to first class writers to, you know, and I just sat there like a sponge and try to soak up everything I could and learn everything I could from them. And uh, slowly over time, start to feel like I was contributing a little bit. Um, so it was, I guess, yeah, in my musical journey, songwriting came along uh, late, but that's become about my favorite thing to do. It's, it's awesome to, you know, see those things from the start, uh, just the little seed of an idea and a melody and a lyric and everything, and then see them come to fruition in the studio and once you finally get them recorded and stuff. it's fun to see that whole journey of them and I love love me some songwriting
1: man, that's awesome I and that explains you know because just hearing you kind of you know mess with the guitar and just sing a few riffs here and there, and you could tell that the music is in you without a doubt, it just kind of flows through, so I uh, love that you're getting to do that now, um, looking through uh, some of your music, got a song called "Bad Luck." Yes, sir. Um, tell me about this one, and yeah. uh, and I know you're going to play a few songs for us, so I'll let yeah. you take it from there.
2: Yeah, Bad Luck is a uh, goofy little song. Uh has that kind of, you know, little minery kind of gallopy feel. It feels a little bit like a cowboy song. There's nothing in there that's very cowboy about the lyrics, but to me it, it reminds me of some of those old Marty Robbins-type things, and the groove on it is just infectious, I think. You can't help but tap your toe a little bit to it. And uh, But anyway, yeah, I wrote it. Uh, I can't remember. I think this was uh, Carson, Carson Chamberlain's idea. wrote that with him and Mark Nessler, who's big hit songwriter, wrote Just to See You Smile and Living and Living Well, and he had a handful of things on Straight and a bunch of hits over the years. Um, but anyway, we, yeah, wrote this little song. It's kind of funny. I, I never thought it would be a big old hit with everybody. I loved the song and kind of felt like it would probably be like, eh, it's my favorite song on the record, but probably, most people ain't going to pay much attention to it. Um, but it has, its as far as the stuff we've got out, it's blown up for us uh, this year. People really seem to be loving it. And that definitely gets the, the biggest pop out at the live shows. And so it's been fun to play. And you want me to start with that one? And we're just going on it. All right.
1: Yeah, Zach Top. Bad luck.
3: My lucky star fell out of the sky Right before my wishing will went dry Seems every which way I go There's a black cat crossing the road Played the lottery with last month's rent And I'm still waiting on my ship to come in. Bad luck was always hanging around. A good row was always letting me down. I had every reason in the world to give up. But you came along and now it's gone so long. Bad luck. My first love said she'd love me for life Slipped out one night and never told me goodbye My second love convinced me love again All oh, but then she left me for my best friend My third and fourth went crazy as hell I even bought a rabbit's foot, but that didn't help. Bad luck was always hanging around. A good row was always letting me down. I had every reason in the world to give up. But you came along, and now it's gone so long. Bad luck. Oh, let's pick. You're my lucky four-leaf clover The horseshoe over my shoulder Seven comma eleven girl I'm lucky I found you Bad luck was always hanging around A good row was always letting me down I had every reason in the world to give up but you came along and now it's gone So long, bad luck So long, bad luck All oh, so long
2: appreciate that. Man,
1: outstanding. Thank and, you. and I love that you have a song called Bad Luck, and you're having such yeah. good luck. Oh, well, yeah. I get Well,
2: since I met her, you know, it, bad luck's gone.
1: Amen. Huh? So uh, you are married. I am. So tell us about your wife.
2: My wife. What is there to say? Let me try and think of something good. She's uh, going to hear it.
1: You know she's going to listen. I'm just
2: kidding. <laughs> no, yeah, she's wonderful. We met out in uh, Colorado. I lived in Colorado for about five years. Um, she's from there originally. Met in school um, at... CU Boulder Uh, I only lasted about a year there before I was honorably discharged Um, (laughs) and she went ahead and finished her degree because she's the brains of the operation and uh, but yeah we uh, we met in a little uh, church thing a college church kind of deal and uh, I think she laid hands on me in a prayer circle and (laughs) I thought dang this chick means business Um, and (laughs) The rest is history.
1: I love that story, man. That might be a song in itself. That's so great. That's so great, y'all. So uh, clearly uh, not short on sense of humor as well. Well, and, and um, and you grew up a little bit like I did, I think, because you got a song called uh, "Cold Beer and Country Music."
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And and so uh, tell me about this song and what it means to you and um and how you came around it.
2: Yeah, I guess this song's about me to a T. I like to say. Uh, anybody that comes out to my shows, they're going to get plenty of two things, and that's cold beer and country music. And uh, But, yeah, I guess, hell, I think I had my first beer when I was about 12 years old or something, maybe younger than that. I don't know. I won't throw my dad under the bus too much. Um, but got me a, a fine taste for Coors beer uh, early on, and uh, that didn't go away. And, of course, I love me some country music, so this is just kind of about that.
3: Hey, bartender, I need me one of those long necks. Yeah, man, that's good as about as good as it gets. Here's a 20 for the jukebox, crank it up, please. Here's another 50 run a tap for me. And all that stool's not taken, girl, you could sit right there. And old Joe take good care of you Cause he cares No, I didn't come in here Looking for no romance Hell, I didn't even come here Looking for one of those one night stands I don't need to talk I don't need no shrink I don't need to dance Or hear what you think All I need To keep me from losing it is good cold beer and country music. Well, girl, I hope I didn't come off too much like a big jerk. But I'm here to treat myself to a little bit of self work. If you'd sit down on that stool any other night. I'd be buying you drinks, feeding you lines, working on a real good time. But tonight I don't need to talk, I don't need no shrink. I don't need to dance or hear what you think. All I need to keep me from losing it is good cold beer in country music. All I need to keep me from losing it Is good cold beer and country music All I need to keep me from losing it Is good cold beer and country music All good country
1: music
2: Thank you,
1: man. It's like the world just spins around you when you get going.
2: Wow, well, I appreciate that. That's so
1: incredible. Is that right? Yeah, man. It, okay. there, there's, it's like you're born out of the, uh, the out of out of my '90s country memories. Comes you, like you're like this sort of conglomeration of all of them. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, man. Um, and like the the song before too was, uh, it reminded me of Clint Black a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, a good run of bad luck. Absolutely right. Yeah. It's kind of in that same 100%. vein. And, and then that one just just that traditional sound, man. It just Yes, sir. There's not a lot of people doing that. No. Um, and then when I, you know, we're fortunate that we're, we get to meet artists like you ahead of the time. A lot of people haven't yet been introduced to your yeah. music. So it makes it twice as special, I think, to get to have these sort of uh, close encounter moments with your music. Yeah. Really awesome. Now, there's a you got a few more songs for us today, mm-hmm. um, including your upcoming radio single, which it, I'm a huge fan of, by the way. We Thank love it. Um, and it's great for radio. We'll get to that in a sec. Yeah. Well, but the song, Use Me. Sounds mm-hmm. like uh, we have some heartbreak incoming.
2: Oh, Lord, yes. Well, I tell you what, I don't know if... I mean, you listen to a lot of 90s country, obviously, so you'll know. Uh, they used to write a lot of good cheating songs in country music, and not many people write them anymore. And I don't know if that's just because people quit cheating or they quit talking about it. And uh, I don't know if I want the answer to that, but... Uh, this is my. I think we know the
1: answer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but anyway, I do love me a good cheating song. I don't know why that is, but this is my uh, best rendition of it now. A song called "Use Me."
3: He said, "I don't know your story. I just know you look lonely." Fancy that I'm lonely too We both got our reasons No reason to share them Let's just dance Hold me closer to you And maybe just for tonight Tell me you love me Tell me you need me I know we both know it ain't true And I'll whisper your everything I've ever wanted I'll pretend If you'll pretend to Oh, tell me you love me and use me like I'm using you. She said, don't ask for my number and I won't ask for yours. Some things are best left alone so just kiss me again like this never ends like there's no one waiting at home oh and tell me you love me tell me me, I know we both know it ain't true And I'll whisper your everything I've ever wanted I'll pretend If you pretend to Oh, tell me You love me Use me like I'm using you, baby. I'll whisper your everything I've ever wanted. I'll pretend. If you pretend to Oh, tell me you love me And use me like I'm using you Oh, like I'm using you
1: Man, So good, so good. Cheating songs, that. man. So also, I also see you just picking like crazy there too. On every song, you seem to have sort of your own little riffs there. Uh, I, yeah. I and you started off by telling us sort of your beginnings of country music was yeah. learning the guitar. Oh yeah, uh, you you strum it like it's a Fender, like, like you, it's a well yeah. I play
2: I play Telecaster on most uh, most of my live shows and stuff. But uh, yeah, I grew up playing the bluegrass stuff so. Definitely know my way around a flat top, probably better than a Telecaster, but I'm trying.
1: Man, you crush it though. You're, Thank you. yeah, in such a such a smooth voice, man. It, it's, that. I, I just really really love your delivery. It's really really outstanding. Now, Thanks. um, I also wanted to ask about there's the sun because mm-hmm. that last song's you know obviously kind of riddled in heartbreak and cheating, uh, a little bit sad. But there's the sun is a little more optimistic. Oh um, yeah. Am I reading into that uh, the right way?
2: Yeah. Oh, definitely. This is a this is a good old feels like eighties power love ballad or something so um, yeah I love this song it's I'll tell you what um, when I I guess use me I wrote not too long ago there's the sun's been around for a couple years Um, my wife liked there's the sun when I wrote it i tell you what she was really excited about use me when uh, when I brought that one home so I don't know if that's cause for concern or not but uh, now she loves this song too and it's one of my favorites I've been a part of writing
3: I might sound crazy now, but I'll say it anyhow Cause I want you to hear my heart, baby I'll never win no prize for pretty words and rhymes But you'll feel what I'm feeling, baby Thought I knew what beautiful was there's the sun there's the moon there's million dollar skyline views and there's rocky mountain highs oceans rolling wild and blue there's the sun there's the moon then there's you baby just think about could you imagine life without all those things all those beautiful things now you know what I'd feel like with no you in my life like the stars with no sky to hold em. That world ain't one I want to live in, girl There's the sun There's the moon There's million dollar skyline views And there's rocky mountain highs Oceans rolling wild and blue There's the sun There's the moon Then there's you Mm -hmm. Thought I knew what beautiful was There's the sun There's the moon There's million dollar skyline views And there's rocky mountain highs Oceans rolling wild and blue There's the sun There's the moon Then there's you
2: Thank you very much.
1: That one's screaming Keith Whitley vibes, man. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. That's my favorite singer ever. Man, that, that opening, man, yeah. it's just like right out of when I closed my eyes. It was like, I appreciate it. And, and you just, you, like I said, your delivery, I know I'm harping on it over and over again, man. This is the first time I got to hear you sing. Yeah. And I've, I've heard your praises for quite some time, you know, not just uh, Tracy and the like, but also uh, one of the guys who works here, Reese. He got yeah. to see it wide open. He came back, and, yes, and I'm going to quote him. That dude's the real deal. Love That's it. what he said. And I'll tell you, <laughs> Re- Reese, you're right, my man. You're that. right. Um, I'm, I'm, we're so honored we get to hear this. Uh, and you had a special request for Reese, I believe, oh, right? Oh, yeah, dude. You did said I we were ever. gonna jam for him just a little bit, um, and then and then we'll play uh, the the radio single, which um, yes, sir, again is perfect for the radio.
2: I gotta see if I can remember this song because Reese dug deep back in my catalog. Not that my catalog's all that deep, but it's been a second since I played this song. This came out on a uh bluegrass record i had um back shoot i guess it came out in 2019 or something 2020 I've been at too, I, it was a. I had a boy yeah it's in a but i you know i'm i'm it's still early in the day for a singer so mm-hmm. i got to drop it a half a step <laughs> we're going to do it in a flat for those of you playing along at home um but yeah this song called in a world gone wrong it was uh, i think it got to be a number 3 hit for us on the bluegrass charts back in the day on Sirius Radio and uh, all the other bluegrass stations out there. Very thankful for that. We'll see if I remember it.
3: It's been turning round a million years in one little bit time that I've been here you're the only thing that's gone right in a world gone wrong I've seen fire hell on earth felt the rain try to wash away the hurt but you're the only thing that's gone right Ain't a world gone wrong I just want to look at you And it's all better Girl, you hold me all together You're the rock that I keep rolling to and Sitting here with you tonight Once again I realize Every good thing in my life Points straight to you I've been lied to been let down had dreams and plans that never quite worked out but you're the only thing that's gone right in a world gone wrong Just wanna look at you and it's all better Girl, you hold me all together You're the rock that I keep rolling to but Sitting here with you tonight Once again I realize Every good thing in my life points straight to you It's been turning round a million years but every trip around the sun it gets more clear That you're the only thing that's gone right Ain't a world gone wrong You're the only thing that's gone right Ain't a world gone wrong
1: So, nobody could probably answer this question better than you. Uh, bluegrass versus country music. Uh, what are the sort of nuances and the style differences there?
2: I mean, big one is uh, bluegrass is all acoustic. No, uh, they'll throw you off the stage and boo you out of town if you bring a drum set or an amp on stage uh, at a bluegrass festival. So, I'm. There it is. I've been excommunicated since picking up a telecaster. <laughs> but, no, nah, I'm just kidding. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's a lot of that. And, uh, you know, it's appalachian music coming out of kentucky you know there's less of the less of a cowboy thing in bluegrass and more of a mountain people type of thing which i love them all and i and i love the you know i I think that's growing up that way and having such a big bluegrass influence is it kind of sets me apart from a lot of uh what guys are doing nowadays um and there's definitely been, you know, you mentioned Keith Whitley earlier. He came from the bluegrass world as well. And then Ricky Skaggs was the other big one um, that came from the bluegrass world. And, yeah, Vince Gill, too, big bluegrass I And mean, that's background. where they
1: got connected with Alison Krauss, too. Yeah,
2: exactly, that whole thing. And I just think it, it brings kind of a fun, unique angle at country music that uh, that sets it apart a little bit, that old high, lonesome sound. Well, it's been in evolved.
1: It, it's an evolved yeah. sound, right? Exactly. Because, um, and and because you, you're clearly influenced by so much, and you mentioning the bluegrass, you know, being at the root of kind of how you make music, it yeah. leans you into the traditional sound, which is now starting to really come full circle again, where the audience is sort of craving that, and 100%. You, you're really gravitating towards that, and you kind of married the two styles. So, yes, sir. Uh, but but with but with all that also comes the the radio songs, right? And there's always this different pop to songs on the radio, oh, and yeah. and we all experience it where you hear a song on the radio that you love on a CD, and then you hear it on the radio you're like. Mm-hmm. Okay, but then you hear songs you don't really like, but you hear on the radio, and you're like, wow, that song sounds like a radio song. Yep. Um, Tell me about your relationship with country radio and uh, what it means to you to have a single going to country radio. And then um, also please uh, introduce your single.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Country radio is a big deal to me. Um, I think that there's there's not as much attention being paid to it since the... uh, you know the big takeover of DSPs, I guess, basically. Um, but I love the radio. I think back in the day, the way radio worked was awesome, where it was a discovery tool. The single comes out on the radio, you hear a song you love on the radio, and then you go down to the Walmart and buy yourself the record because you love that song that much. And that's kind of the way we're approaching it, as opposed to a lot of you know a lot of people these days will put the stuff all out to streaming let it stream a bunch and, you know, whichever song is streaming the most, then it's like, okay, well, that's the one people like. Let's go to radio, which I think is kind of funny and backwards because it's like, hell, now this song has 100 million streams on it. Now we'll go to radio with it? Really? I think everybody's heard it by now, and I don't think they want to listen to it for the next year every morning when they drive to work. Um, Speak. Preach. (laughs) Yeah, and, and so that's, you know, we're going day and date January 8th the songs going to streaming and going to radio and that's my hope is that people hear something fresh on the radio and radio drives the streams as opposed to the other way around once they you know once they hear it on their drive to work in the morning on the radio they'll go look me up on Spotify and check out the other stuff and you know add it to their playlists and whatnot like that Um, but that's I, I love radio and also radio just sells tickets man it's you know, there's there's nothing like it. DSPs can't do that yet. And uh, as far as just reaching and targeting a local market, if I know you all are playing my stuff down in Houston, I know if I come put on a show in Houston, there's going to be people that come out and buy a ticket. Um, as long as it's good stuff, I suppose, but I hope that's the case. And, and, you still, uh, and,
1: and you have the DJs, too, who are also drawing in that connection to the music, to the artist, and kind of being absolutely. the intermediary. So, you know, when I play your song on the radio, I can talk about how... Awesome of a uh, guy you are, and all the greatness that comes from your history and your upbringing, and how you got to being on the radio, and that draws them in even closer.
2: Absolutely, they feel like, yeah, they've got like, oh, this guy's buddies with Zach Top. I I can kind of get to know him a little bit, and also the fact that y'all are tastemakers. You know, there's no curation really on streaming platforms other than the you know the big editorial playlists or whatever. But I think there's something special about. When your local DJ up for the radio station that you listen to is like, hey, you got to check this new thing out. I've been loving this song. Y'all need to hear it. That's you know, that's a little more of a personal connection that than people who listen to you every morning. They're going to be like, oh, well, I usually like what he plays, so I'm going to you know, pay attention to this as opposed to Spotify. It's just kind of you're throwing a drop into an ocean a little bit um, with whatever you put out. Um, I love so that word know,
1: curation. That, yeah. that is the key. Yep.
2: Absolutely. So... I love it. I think country radio's uh, around for the long haul, and uh, we'll see how it evolves, of course, but um, I'm very proud to be having a single go out to radio uh, first of next year, and this is it right here. It's a song called Sounds Like the Radio.
3: Well the day I was born the doc couldn't believe I came out crying Chattahoochee Didn't take too long after that For the hair on my head to grow long in the back Now all the girls want me to pick them up When they hear me rolling by in my pickup truck Cause it sounds like the radio Back in 94, you know Hook a speaker up to my soul Yeah, it sounds like the radio Sounds like a damn good time Soaking up some neon light Well, it's a little bit of fiddle And a whole lot of country go Yeah, my whole life sounds like the radio Hey people call me a walkin' talkin' jukebox I keep the hits spinning non-stop something about a steel guitar moaning the blues makes me wanna throw back a case or two they say honky-tonk heroes go to heaven you know well maybe that's why everybody wants to go cause it Sounds like the radio Back in 94, you know Hook a speaker up to my soul Yeah, it sounds like the radio Sounds like a damn good time Soaking up some neon light Well, it's a little bit of fiddle And a whole lot of country gold yeah, my whole life sounds like the radio. Well, when I die, lay me down in the ground next to an old beer joint with a party crowd where it Sounds like the radio, back in 94, you know, hook a speaker up to my soul, yeah, it sounds like the radio, sounds like a damn good time, soaking up some neon light, well it's a little bit of fiddle and a whole lot of country gold. Yeah, my whole life sounds like the radio. I said, My whole life sounds like the radio. <laughs>
0: Thank you very much. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone.